Welcome to the Everyday Ultra Podcast, a show designed to help you level up your training, crush your races, and ultimately become a better endurance athlete every single day. Whether you're an endurance athlete as a hobby or someone who wants to be the best in the sport, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Joe Corsion, and thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Corsione, and I'm super excited for you to dive into this episode. Before we get into the episode, I want to address something because I get a ton of questions asking me what are the best training plans to follow or suggestions on having a coach, right? Um, and this is something that has come up a lot, especially um, you know after my 10th place male finish at Havelina 100, um, given that I've only you know been running for about four years. A lot of people have been asking like, hey, like, what do you suggest for training plans or a coach? Um, my answer always comes from what's worse best for me as well as others who I've chatted with in the industry. And so I'm sharing my perspective from that regards. And for me, um, I've been working with Zach Bitter for almost a year now. And he's helped me go from, again, starting out ultra running just a few years ago to placing top 10 at one of the most competitive 100 milers in the world at Havelina 100. Um, plus, Zach has held world records for fast is 100 mile time and most miles completed in 12 hours so when it comes to suggestions I always recommend Zach as he is one of the best of the best my suggestion if you are looking for a training plan or working with a coach is to check out Zach Bitter's pre-made training plans or his personalized training plans which comes with personalized coaching for your own goals whether you just want to finish your next ultra hit a PR or reach the podium Zach has made pre-made training plans based on specific race distances and your own running experience that will give you the day-by-day workouts and running regimen you need to hit your goals and if you want more personalized plans he offers those as well with email support and the option to add on consultation calls with him if you want to have more personalized support. So to check out Zach's coaching, feel free to head out to the URL um, in my uh, in the show notes there, um, or if you want to just type it in, it's zachbitter.com slash coaching, um, or you can go again to the link in the bio to check that out. Again, he's got pre-made plans, which are amazing for all different types of distances and experience levels, um, and he also has personalized one-on-one coaching as well. Um, I highly recommend Zach's coaching for your next ultra and uh, definitely work with him as he's helped me a ton and I know he can help you a ton as well. So I just wanted to address that here because I know I've been getting a ton of questions um, outside of Havelina 100 on, um, you know, recommendations for um, running plans or coaches and uh, Zach is my go-to man for that. So definitely show Zach some love if you're looking for a coach or a training plan and uh, visit that link in the bio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Corsione, and I am so excited for this episode. I always love chatting about a few different things. Number one, uh, talented athletes. Number two, up and coming athletes and athletes that are, you know, really like getting into the sport and, you know, who I think are just going to have just amazing careers ahead of them. And number three, cool things that are happening in the trail running community. And when I think about those three things, this is exactly what's going to encapsulate this conversation. I was super pumped when, uh, you know, the, the, 
the guy who was behind this entire idea reached out to me and asked to be on the podcast to talk about this. Um, I was already familiar with you know what the trail team was doing. Listened to an amazing episode that he did with uh, Finn Malanson from Single Track and just love the idea. And so when he reached out to me and he said, Hey, love to have, you know, some members on the team on here and talk a little bit about it. And, uh, to highlight that, I said, absolutely. So I'm super stoked, uh, to bring on Andy Wacker and the trail team here. We're going to announce some of the athletes on here, which is super cool. Cause if you're listening to this on the release date, this is the announcement of the trail team, part of the announcement of it too. So super honored to be one of the first media rounds on there. And I'm excited to dive in. Um, so first I'd like to introduce, uh, the man behind it all, a professional runner, uh, probably have heard of him before. If you, uh, 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 in the running community and everything like that. And that's no other than Andy Wacker. Andy, thanks so much for uh, putting this all together. Congrats on the trail team and, and thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for having us. I'm really excited to announce the team and uh, get their names out there because it's going to be names you're going to keep on hearing. Exactly, man. hundred percent. I totally agree. And just, I mean, we have some, some talented runners on here and obviously there's, there's, you know, more members and uh, more things going on, but uh, we have three members on the trail team on here, here, which I'm super excited about. So, um, and I'd love for you, Andy, since, you know, you'll be working closely with uh, these three athletes. Uh, would you mind introducing them here to the Everyday Ultra podcast? Yeah, definitely. So um, we got three out of six people on the podcast here today. First person is Anna Gibson. She's a uh, really fast speedy 800 runner, 800 meter runner from the University of Washington. Um, she just anchored her team's DMR to an NCAA record on the track. So pretty cool. Um, and in her spare time, uh, she crushes some mountains. And uh, for example, she raced last year over in Europe um, in one of the World Cup races, which are super prestigious short mountain races. Um, so a really talented crossover athlete, both on the track and on the trails. <laughs> then we have two more people. We have Christian. He's uh, coming in from BYU. So where he's a, um, also a track and cross country runner there. Um, he is, I'm probably going to mess up the times exactly, but he ran 1336, if I'm getting this right, um, indoor this year and didn't make NCAAs. So <laughs> should be making NCAAs indoors, really close, running fast times, um, speedy guy on the track. Again, a crossover athlete. He's competed in um, some of the Cirque Series races, which if you've ever done those, they're really fun, but also really gnarly for someone who's used to running on the track across country in college. Um, so he's, he's won some of the local um, local to him in, in Utah there, um, Cirque Series races. So a really talented athlete. And then finally, we have Mika, who runs for Stanford. Um, Mika, also very similar to Christian, super fast, talented guy, holds a PR in the 10K around 28.30. Maybe it's a little faster. I might be messing it up. Sorry if I'm uh, offending you, Mika. And um, it's really cool too, because he's shown like his passion and love for the trails, like both in races and kind of by doing just fun, awesome, adventurous things. Hopefully he can tell us about some of those. Um, but for example, I didn't even know this, but Mika was two spots behind me at Narnar. He placed seventh at the US Mountain Running Champs in 2021. Um, before going into his junior year of college at Stanford, um, you know, and has like kept those races like that has been successful while racing and NCAA. So, um, three super talented athletes, um, all crossover athletes and, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get to hear more from them. 
That's awesome. Well, it, I'm honored to have, you know, such talented athletes very early on in their career too, and see all like they've accomplished it like here on the podcast here today. So uh, Anna, Mika and Christian, welcome to the Everyday Ultra podcast. Congrats on making on the trail team and excited to have you all here. And we're going to dive into, you know, a little bit of, you know, what it means to be a part of the trail team, what you're most excited about things that, you know, you're looking to get out of it. And I want to hear all that. But before just to kind of set the table in terms of the trail team, um, I know a lot of people have been hearing about it. You have some star studded mentors uh, under your belt, such as, you know, a, a few different names out there. I won't spoil it. Uh, I'll let you kind of share that out. But tell us, Andy, a little bit more about the trail team and kind of what the whole purpose around it is, because I think it's just such an amazing thing what you're doing. And uh, we'd love to hear some more context for listeners. Yeah, sure. I think the main idea is that there's like this huge missing piece in the United States of how to transition from being a really talented NCAA runner or maybe 20 something year old to being a pro trail runner. Um, and I think like we have incredible talented athletes in the NCAA. A lot of them love to run trails, be in the mountains in the summer. And we also have like some of the most amazing, uh, just like world-class professional trail runners. Um, and so I really wanted to connect those two groups and just build that pipeline. So we could get those talented athletes onto the trails and just help mentor them to figure out like what races to do, where to go, how to get, um, sponsored if that's something they're interested in, um, how to train for trails. Cause maybe you've only been training on the track and on cross country. So the main idea of the trail team is just to, uh, mentor young athletes, help support them, um, to get to races, help to put them, get them together at training camps where we can, uh, you know, learn skills and, and figure out how to be a pro athlete in a lot of different ways. Um, so that's kind of the quick elevator pitch, I guess. <laughs> so good. And I love that approach just because I, I, I think when someone transitions into like a road or kind of like a professional, you know, kind of track or, or area and things like that, it seems like the, the path is a lot more clear just because it's it's been more established. Like there's more kind of eyeballs around it. There's more, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, parameters, so to say, in terms of like how to get there and more of like a scientific approach. But to your point with trail, it's just a, it, it can be a black box, especially for someone coming out of college and everything like that. And so, you know, to give a place not only to help people navigate through that, but ultimately to give them the mentorship, which is just equally as important, I feel like um, is something super huge. I'd love to turn over to the athletes and, and kind of talk about that a little more. Right. So I know, Andy, you mentioned that, you know, th these are typically people, you know, coming out of a collegiate background, going, you know, wanting to go into the professional trail space, which, uh, you know, as as we were kind of talking about before, isn't, you know, as clearly defined or anything like that. So uh, we'll start with Anna here, you know, for, for you, uh, as someone who's racing collegiately and, you know, wanting to aspire to be a trail athlete, like what about the trails, I guess, is exciting you? And then, you know, what kind of brought you into this program? And then maybe to, uh, you know, some things to that you're hoping to get out of it. I know it's kind of a three-pronged question. I'm kind of loading you with a lot here, but uh, would love to hear your perspective on those things. And we'll, we'll go around the table too. So Anna, feel free to share your thoughts. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, thank you so much for having us. Um, I think it's super cool to be able to hop on this call and talk about um, this super cool new trail team. Um, yeah, I guess what about the trails entices me was the first part of your question. And um, honestly, I've always loved the trails. Like I think people look at me as a runner and they think, oh, track, but that's kind of just the part people see. And that's the part mm -hmm. that's like the most public and has been the most public for the last like four years since I've been at Washington. Um, but I've been trail running on the side my whole life. <laughs> um, and I think that just started to get like a little bit more serious the past couple of years as I found like more race opportunities at the Cirque Series um, 
And then last summer deciding that I wanted to go to Europe to race the World Cup um, and just kind of get that experience. And I just love the community of trail running. Like there's just so many cool people who um, are really passionate about running in the mountains. And um, that's like local, um, just in my community and my hometown in Jackson, but also um, having kind of over the years been introduced to people like Andy um, or Grayson Murphy, who's um, been helping Andy a lot with the organization behind the trail team. Um, just kind of seeing these like really cool faces of people who have a background in track or have a background in road running, but are also these like kick-ass trail runners. Um, I think that's been really inspiring. So yeah, then the trail team, um, Andy called me a couple months ago and he's just like, Hey, I have this sweet idea I want to talk to you about. And like picked up the phone. I thought it was going to be like a 15 minute conversation about, I don't know, some random race or something. And he told me about the trail team idea and what he was working on. Um, and I was like, wow, this sounds like something that is so needed in the U.S. right now, just to kind of like make that link, like he said, from um, college athletics to like professional trail running um, and just kind of create like a network of people. So I'm really looking forward. It's already been great, like starting to meet um, the other athletes and um, getting to know Andy a little bit better. And I'm just really looking forward to like continuing to to build that community and that link. That's so awesome. And and I think it's so cool how you mentioned that first part of your answer where you mentioned like, you know, people know me for the track, but behind the scenes, it's the trail, right? And I think it can be almost easy to kind of follow the path that you're almost known for and seen for. But you were like, no, I want to go to the trails. Like, I love the community. I love like the aspect of it, everything like that. And it's so cool. Now you you're in this position with the trail team to help accelerate that down the road. Like for you, was it just more so a focus like on like the love of the sport and like maybe did the trail team like help you to make that decision a lot more like tell, tell us a little bit more about like wanting to sway you know one way as opposed to being known for kind of this other thing so to say yeah I mean I guess I should just be totally honest I'm hoping to keep racing track and trails um there you in go. at a professional level so I wouldn't say it's necessarily a sway one way or the other um I'm kind of trying to ride that line but um I think yeah there's just a lot um a lot more of an established route in order to become mm. like professional out of college on the track or roads. And um, I think it's really cool to have this like new network of people and um, kind of sounding board um, and like mentorship in terms of like how to become a professional trail runner or maybe to do both um, because that's kind of a path that's not, not walked a lot or ran a lot, I guess. Yeah, and that's awesome. And it's it's so cool to see, like, to your point, like the mentors, like a, a Grayson Murphy, who kind of goes for both things, right? She's on the trail and she's on the road. And like, I think it can be easy to almost like pigeon our, pigeonhole ourselves into like one type of running nowadays, right? It's like you're a trail runner, a road runner, or an it's an or, but you know, I think it's so cool that you're taking that approach of the and perspective and it shows in the mentors that uh, you'll be working with too, which is super cool. I'd love to move on to, to Christian here too, right? Because, um, you know, uh, you know, talking about, um, you know, running Cirque while in college, like that is just such a cool thing. And so, um, same kind of, you know, stuff, as I mentioned, Anna, like talking a little bit more, more about why you want to go into trails, but you know, you have that unique experience at Cirque too. So tell us, I guess, maybe starting from there, what made you want to run that in college? Like, and and what intrigued you to do so? And how are you kind of taking whatever drew, drew you to that to what you're going to be doing at the uh, in the trail team going forward? Yeah, um, originally I did the Cirque just because I feel like it was a good way to kind of mark my fitness over the summer. Um, obviously, you're putting in lots of mileage um, and I'm usually trying to hit higher mileage 90 to about 110 or so just prepping for cross country. But I feel like a lot of those mileage I try to get, I try to get 
which probably ends up accumulating more, but I'm pretty much on the trails a lot. Like I end up getting some pretty big mileage weeks with, I feel like, which is pretty decent vert, but I feel like that's been one of my key successes. Once it comes around across country, it's a little more gritty, not as much, you know, popping off real quick, you know, whether it's 420 miles or whatever you're prepping for a 10 K or something on the track, you know, but it's more about really just being gritty and being able to work those Hills. And, um, I know, I think it kind of levels the playing field a lot more for a lot of different people. So I really enjoyed the Cirque series for that reason. I feel like it was always just a good like metric mark, especially in the early stages. Cause they, the races I ran were in August. So we, or it was like late July, August. So it's kind of like right when I started to pick up the tempo slash power run stage or just barely starting those kind of more workout stages for a cross country season. So it's always kind of nice just to get a little metric mark of like, Hey, I'm like in this good of shape and I haven't really started doing any speed workouts. So that was one reason why, and I've always just enjoyed the trails. Um, I really started kind of picking up the trails probably about four ish years ago. Um, I originally ran for Weber State University, which is a D1 school in Ogden, Utah. So I did my four years there and I transferred to BYU this year, but I love Ogden. It's probably like, I mean, I could be wrong, but probably the only campus I think in the U.S. that you can literally get on the trails in less than like 0.3 miles. Like we can just run the mountains all year round and it's just a blast. So that's really where my love for the trails grew. And uh, I just maintain it over the summer when I'm away from Ogden. I usually end up living in Orem area over the summer, but yeah. That's awesome. It's so cool to see and to have that experience at like such like an early on age and to like find, you know, something that you're taking advantage of like the area that you're in, right? To have all these trails like local by you and being able to do that on top of all the things you're doing in school too is super cool to see that like multifaceted athlete approach, which I think is like, you know, kind of like a theme between like everyone we're chatting with here, right? Similar with Honest Story, how she was saying like, you know, I want to make this uh, more of an and and not an or kind of thing, which I think is just super cool. And I want to dive into that too. So awesome to hear Chris. Uh, Christian, you have that same kind of approach too. And then moving on to Mika. So as you as uh, you know, Andy was saying before, I mean, two spots below him and Andy, as we all know, he's an excellent runner. Like, you know, you're right on his heels at Narnar kind of having, you know, your experience uh, out there in the field as well. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, your background with, with the trails and what you're excited about the trail scene. And maybe talk to us a little bit about that Narnar race too. Like, was that, what was that like? Uh, did that unlock like any, you know, deeper interest inside of you? Uh, tell us a little bit about that too. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I would say, I mean, I'd say at, at my core, I'm a trail runner. Um, I was running trails just for fun, even before I was running competitively and doing track races and cross country races. Um, and I'm also super adventurous and outdoorsy. So trail running plays really well into that. I mean, one of my favorite things to do, uh, during the summer is to just go up to the Sierras, um, and just do like trail running, climbing combinations, um, I really just enjoy that being in the mountains and the, the adventure aspect of it. Um, and so I, I mean, I discovered trail running. Well, I didn't know it was a, like as established as it is until like early on in college. Um, and that's when I kind of discovered like all these like really cool races. And I mean, as soon as I discovered it, I was like, man, this is absolutely what I want to do later on post collegially. Cause I'd always wanted to keep running competitively. Um, but seeing all of these opportunities on the trail, which is what I love to do most, was just really, really exciting. Um, and so, I mean, obviously COVID kind of happened after that, but then, uh, yeah, I signed up for the, the Narnar race to just kind of get a, an intro and to see, see what it, what it felt like. Um, 
And it was, it was definitely pretty, pretty tough. I was like, I, not really coming from altitude. Um, and I kind of assumed that the, I mean, I was also like in the, in the off season, um, so didn't have a whole lot of oh, workouts to back me up, but I, yeah, they, I decided to like go all out on the uphill and then I figured my legs would just recover on the downhill. And I remember getting to the top of the uphill and being like, man, like I can barely like coordinate my legs because <laughs> they were just like so lactic and sore. And so I think I had to like, just kind of like hobble down the first like quarter mile of downhill before I finally got up to speed and was able to uh, start running again. But yeah, that race was just so much fun. And especially like after like uh, talking to all the other runners really like reinforced um, the idea that the trail community was just amazing. And this was, that this was something I wanted to keep doing and be a part of in the future. That's so awesome. It's so cool to see you like have that experience, like again, like just so early on in your career to see like what the, what the trails are like, like what high altitude is like, like all these different things in a race environment that can seem so different than, you know, being on a, on a track or kind of a road environment, which I think is just so cool to develop. Like we were talking about kind of like a multifaceted athlete and a strong trail athlete too, on top of it all down the line. So super cool to hear that, man. And, uh, I, I love that story. I think it's just so, so awesome because, you know, it sounds like you, you, even did well on that day. And it sounds like you had a lot of growth too ahead of you. So stoked to see what you can do before we kind of dive a little bit more into that too. Uh, Andy, I know like, tell us a little bit more about, obviously we have three of the athletes on here today, but tell us a little bit more of the, the depth of the team a little bit more. And like, is, is the big thing around kind of the athletes that you're having, um, are they like, is, is the multifaceted kind of approach, like something that you're thinking about, right? It's called the trail team we're thinking trail and everything like that, but you know, it seems like there's, you know, opportunity for a lot of cross crossover development here too, which is super cool. So I guess, tell us about like the depth of the team a little bit more too. And then, you know, also any focus on cross development stuff on, on top of the trail stuff too. Yeah, sure. So the other three athletes who aren't here are Sam Hendry, who um, skis for the university of Utah and had probably like one of the most amazing breakout years last year. Um, I think he ended up like 12th at the Golden Trail Series final rankings. So one of the best, you know, runners in the world on, on trails for Subultra. Um, then another person who's on the team is Alex Lawson. Um, she is a pro skier for Green Mountain Project in uh, Vermont. Um, and last year, it's great because she's super under the radar. She placed third at Loon Mountain Race, which was a qualifier for the U.S. team um, to compete at Challenge Stellina, which is an uphill race in Italy. And she missed the, the team by one spot. Um, so that was a little heartbreaking, but uh, I think we're going to get her on a team here soon. Um, but I think she's been flying under people's radar because, yeah, she's such a great skier, but I don't think people know how good of a runner she is on the trails. Mm. Um, and then finally, we have Lauren Gregory, who is um, one of the fastest milers in the country. Um, I think she placed, I'm going to mess this up probably, but I think eighth at uh, USA's in the 1500 last year. So she made the final and, um, uh, Anna was there too, so she could probably correct me. Um, and besides that, Lauren had also an amazing year. Again, like kind of crazy considering she was in between her uh, college seasons to during the summer. But she made two U.S. teams last year. She competed in Italy at Challenge Stellina um, with me and Grayson Murphy and some other big names. Um, and then also made the World Championships team in uh, Chiang Mai, Thailand, um, where she was... Uh, Again, I'm going to mess this up. I should have had my notes out, but um, I think she was just outside of the top um, 10 in the world for the vertical race in Chiang Mai. Um, so tons of talent, definitely. And uh, yeah, to get to your point, I think like we want to embrace like everyone as an athlete 
And I think like I'm biased because um, I, I am a crossover athlete. That's like the term I'm using. There might be other ways of putting it. I love it because I think, um, you know, Sage Candidate has been say, saying for years, he says, uh, you know, any surface, any distance kind of thing. So mm. it's just saying like you are an athlete and you can do more than one thing. You don't just have to run the mile on the track. You don't just have to run, um, you know, the marathon on the roads. You can run more than one thing. So when we were trying to select athletes, we're obviously looking for, um, you know, up and coming trail runners. Um, but like, I think there's so much talent in the NCAA. There's so much talent in cross country skiing that um, people haven't looked at before. And that's really the future. So, um, you know, just to make a really brief, like if you look at, um, you know, some of the top athletes in the world, um, Ninke, um, Brinkman from, uh, the Netherlands, she won the golden trail series last year. She's a 2:22 marathoner on the roads runs for NN, the same team as, uh, Kipchoge, but, uh, she won the, you know, the best sub ultra races in the world. Um, and then Sophia Lockley, you know, from here in America, she's, a great skier she's on the u.s ski team she podiumed at a world cup race this year and uh was one of the top athletes on the trails last year so you know just to name a few there's so many but there's a lot of cross crossover athletes and i think that's really the future and i think we want to embrace people who are talented and let them be them and uh just uh inspire and to encourage people to pursue their passions and uh, let them have that balance in their life between different aspects of running or skiing or sport so good. And, and I think that's such a healthy way to look at an athlete, right. Is look at like at it holistically, not just from a perspective of like the skills that they can do, but what are they like? What are their passions? Like if they like skiing, like maybe, you know, they don't have to be focused on running 12, 12 months of the year. Like, you know, they have some moments where they're focused on skiing and some months maybe where they're focused on like a roadblock as opposed to, you know, trail, if they've kind of been through that thing. And I think leaning into the passions, is just great, which I don't know. I'm sure all listeners caught this too, but even like when you were, um, you know, introducing the athletes here, you were talking about what they were passionate about, what they liked and on top of the results as well. So it shows like the focus that you're looking at the whole athlete and not just the results or the time on the trail or anything like that, which I think is just a super cool approach, you know, to the program itself. I love to take it back to the, to the athletes here because right, this whole kind of program is developed on, you know, showing, uh, you know, up and coming athletes, uh, the path to becoming a pro trail runner and what that means. So I would love to hear, you know, from, from the runners here in terms of, you know, what your specific goals are of maybe, you know, into the running field. Like, do you have specific goals that you're setting for yourself? Maybe something that you're super excited to learn and develop. Um, so telling a little bit more about like your career aspirations and so on and so forth. So, uh, we'll start with Mika. Cause I know we, uh, we came around the horn TLS, so we'll, we'll take it reverse this time. So Mika starting with you, man. And like what, when you think about your career going forward, like what are some things you want to aspire and some things you're really like hungry to learn in the sport? Definitely. Um, I think, I mean, I think for this summer, I just want to like really learn as much as I can from the awesome mentors that we have uh, at the trail team. Um, and so just kind of try to nail whatever skills I'm, I'm lacking. I don't know exactly what those are yet. <laughs> Uh, clearly, maybe balancing uphill and downhill running in, in races, given my Narnar uh, experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, just I mean, I think this summer I'm going to be focusing on like anything up to the 26K distance mm -hmm. on the trail. Um, and I'm definitely excited to try longer races in the future. But I think, um, yeah, just trying to figure out like what I'm good at, what I need to work on, um, learn as much as I can from the mentors, go on fun runs with my fellow trail team teammates meet meet new people um 
yeah, I'd say just engage, engaging with the community. And I mean, obviously I have like a couple like specific outcome goals. Like I want to try to make the golden trail final in Madeira, um, for October. Um, but I would say more than anything, I just learn as much as I can and have fun and engage with this awesome community. That's so awesome. Like, and it's so, I, I love the point that you mentioned there. You're saying like, Hey, like I'm, I'm not sure the areas that I need to improve on. I think that's like the value of having good mentors. And, uh, I think, you know, some of the mentors that we're having, you have on the trail team, I mean, some of the world's best runners, right. And I mean, you have Grayson Murphy, you have Ali Mack and you have Adam Peterman, like three household names in the sport. So like what better people to learn from than those three. Right. And it's so cool to see you getting that experience in there. Christian, same, same kind of question for you. And in, in terms of like your goals and aspirations and in the sport and maybe things you're hungry to learn or focusing on, you know, during your time at the trail team, what does that look like for you, you know, on this new adventure? Yeah. I mean, as a crossover athlete, I, uh, I'm super stoked. I want to have an opportunity to make the PGA tour along with my running. You know, I think that's part Whoa. of what Andy was talking. No, I'm just kidding. I was, I like, golf, I was I like, wow, that's, that's real crossover right there. <laughs> no, I think my wife would uh, be happy if I stopped golfing, you know, save us a little more money if anything. But um, yeah, I, I think I'm in the same boat as Mika, really. I'm just excited to learn and grow. And I think there's a lot of areas that I uh, just have very limited knowledge in because I, I trail run um, quite a bit over the summer, but I think like the longest run I've really ever done is like 20, 21 miles or so. But most of my trail runs, like whether it's going for FKTs or like just uh, segments or something like that. They're really not all that long, you know, so I got a 50 K I've got planned over the summer, which mm. I'm hoping to get some information on how to better fuel and not, uh, and not burn the second half going out too hard, like a cross country race or something, you know? So I'm excited to learn from them and just grow there. And, um, I want to make some USA teams and I also am super excited to kind of learn a little bit more about the qualification uh, process for the Golden Trail Series or uh, the UTMB or stuff like that and just kind of get on some of those big uh, world-class trail races. That's awesome to hear. And I, I love like all the different like approaches that you mentioned, right? Like talking about, you know, segments and talking about uh, world teams and talking about, you know, going to a 50K and even just learning like the fundamentals of nutrition. Like I just love all like the different aspects that you're going out and tackling. So it sounds like you got a, a lot, like a lot of hunger to learn and everything like that in all different areas. And who knows, you might make the PGA tour along the way too. Like that would just be like <laughs> icing on the cake. You'd probably be like the, the, the first professional run, runner to do so. <laughs> I wouldn't mind man if i take like 10th or something i still get a million bucks in my pocket so hey that's not not too shabby (laughs) not bad at all i love it and then honestly same question to you um you know in terms of your aspirations and what you're looking to get you know through your time with the trail team what what are the things you're most excited about things you're thinking about like in terms of your long-term career what uh what what sets you on fire to to get excited about being on the trail team oh i think you're on mute the dreaded zoom mute (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, well, I had some original ideas and then um, hearing Mika and Christian talk, I'm like, wow, those are all a lot of good ideas too. Um, I think a, a big one, um, like last summer, I was able to test the waters kind of in some international competition. Um, and I did well and like actually really surprised myself. Um, so I think a big goal for my coming year is just to kind of dive a little bit more wholeheartedly into that. And I think I'll be able to do that, not having like the NCAA calendar kind of imposed on my trail season. Um, but yeah, just like I'm excited to just have an actual trail season, I guess, um, and see where that takes me. Because I it's always been a couple of races during the summer that I kind of cram in 
Um, and I'm just excited to run on the trails a bit longer into the fall. Um, but yeah, the golden trail series is something I'm really excited about. I'd like to do a couple more world cups and, um, I have my eyes on an FKT as well. Um, and the Tetons that I want to try and do. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Oh my gosh. And the Tetons is a, is a brutal place to run. I mean, you, you, you mentioned you were, uh, you know, from the Wyoming area, those, uh, those trails out there are gnarly, but that's so cool to see you have that mixed in with all the other aspirations of like golden trail series, world cups, like all these different things. I, I think like a theme of you three, and I'm sure this applies to the other three athletes as well. Is like, you all have these big dreams and goals and aspirations. And I think that's super, super cool. And Andy, I, I'd love to hear from you. Like, you know, I'm sure that plays a role into how these athletes were selected but you know what tell us a little bit more about you know uh what came to your conclusion to have you know these three athletes and also the additional three two that you mentioned like onto your team that you know really got you stoked about having them along the board and kind of your selection process for for getting them on board uh with what you're building yeah i think something you said earlier was interesting which is like there isn't a roadmap for a lot of these athletes and so um something that's like really clear in my mind this year is that we want to um, like media is really important. We haven't talked about that. And so yeah. we really want to share these athletes' stories. So even this podcast is like definitely a start of that where we're saying, like when Anna was saying, I'm known for track, but I'm not known for the trails. Like, how can we share that Anna is both a good trail runner and a good track runner? And that like maybe that's why she's successful as a track runner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that message, we really want to be able to send that to um high schoolers and NCAA runners and, and anyone really. So um, I think that was really clear in my mind of just saying, like, how can we share that um, people are often more complicated than you think and that like trails are an option when you leave college and that a lot of people can do both. And that's a healthy balance for them. So, um, yeah, I think we're really looking towards just like, you know, share like it doesn't matter if we, we win or lose. It's about that journey. And it's about showing like, here's people who made that choice to try trails right outside of college um and skiers who are good runners who want to who want to run on the trails and let's follow that and then share that back to the next generation so that they feel more confident and comfortable making the choices that are best for them Mm, I, I love that so much. Like, and you said it best, like setting an example, right? Because like, I'm sure that, you know, as, as you know, more people get to know of these athletes here, they're going to be inspired by it, especially those like in maybe that up and coming collegiate background, or even pre-collegiate, just seeing these athletes and seeing all the potential of what they can do and, you know, not being just, uh, you know, totally in one lane, right. In terms of what they maybe are expected to do, or even what they think, like, society's norms are should be so i i love that aspect of just having people to to share those stories and everything and you know in in light of that too i'd like to to bring it back to anna here because you brought it up as an example with that like tell us a little bit more about like what it looked like to to balance those two things when it comes to you know being on the track and also the trail like tell us a little bit about the details behind it um you know what what you're maybe kind of month to month kind of looked like in terms of that, like tell us, uh, and, and I guess to, to layer on that question as well, uh, like what allowed you to, you know, really, uh, be successful in both those areas and maybe not just from a performance perspective, but also mental as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is definitely something I'm still trying to figure out. <laughs> um, but I think, um, I was really nervous last spring that I, I, you know, I kind of had this plan, like, 
that my outdoor season was going to go through June, um, at least like through NCAA outdoors on the track. And then I thought, oh, maybe there's a chance I'll make USA outdoors and maybe I'll get to race there. And then a week later, I'd planned this like mile race I was going to do in Dublin. And this was like my first international kind of track race experience, like outside of North America and was super excited about that. And that got me thinking, oh, maybe I should enter a trail race while I'm over there. And I was like, maybe that's a really bad idea. You know, maybe like the fitness for the 1500 and the 800 on the outdoor track is not going to do me well in a 19K uphill mountain race. And then I was like, you know, whatever, I'll send it. I'm going to be in France. I'm going to do it. It'll all be fine. So I sent it over to Europe, um, ran decently well in this mile at the end of like a really long track season um, and then showed up at this like awesome trail event um in saint gervais france and had no idea what my fitness level was because i hadn't actually run in the mountains very much mm. um all spring <laughs> like I, I wasn't running on the trails at all during track season so i i kind of rocked up had like a week of time to get ready um and i felt really uncoordinated i don't think i would have been successful if it was a downhill race as well um but the fact that it was uphill i actually felt was like a little bit more manageable for me um and I, somehow it went great. And it, it like, that was when I, like the light bulb went off in my head and I was like, wow, maybe I don't have to choose. Like maybe I can do both and I can have like a phenomenal track season, run PRs in every event, um, qualify for the, the U S championships for the first time. And then like, just kind of take the rest I need, make sure I'm recovered, but I, like go race trails as well immediately afterwards. And it went great. <laughs> um, so I think like that to me is what Andy's saying, where like, you don't have to choose. And like, um, I think that the key to being successful and running is just to be like happy and doing what you love. And if I love track and I love running on the trails, I don't see any reason why those two things cannot coexist and like help make each, each other one better. Mm, so good. And I, I love that you mentioned like the number one key to success to running. And I agree is like being happy and being fulfilled by it. Even like when we have like on, you know, some of the top athletes in here and, you know, we've had Adam Peterman on the podcast, a mentor who's going to be there and tons of other top athletes. And they consistently say like, even though, you know, the, they look like they're very competitive out there and they are, and they're, you know, they definitely focus on the competition it seems like the most important thing is, are you having fun out there? And to see that level of being able to be conscious of that and also saying like, Hey, that involves into what I do with running, not just one different lane or anything like that is super, super cool. And I love how you had that experience because even I'm hoping some people who are listening to this now, who are kind of in that same thing, like can unlock in themselves to be like, Oh, I can do both. I can do these things. Cause sometimes even just seeing someone else, especially an athlete on your caliber to do that is super, super helpful as well. Christian, I'd, I'd like to, to swing the same thing to you, like being able to balance all these different things. Like what, what, what was that experience like for you and, and how did you kind of navigate through those things? And did you kind of feel the same kind of things that Anna was talking about where it's like, should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? Like, tell us, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, I ended up doing, I had like kind of three races back to back to back weeks. And then like, I went straight into cross country camp the following week. So it was a little bit hectic for me. I kind of ended up running a Cirque series and then I ran a half marathon on the roads. And then the next week I ran a Cirque series and then we had our week long, uh, cross country camp. So I was like a little, I wouldn't say burnt out going into cross country, but I did feel like, I was like, Oh man, maybe I should have like spread out my schedule a little bit. So I wasn't like bang, bang, bang. But I think the first race I did, it was really fun experience and it was good. And like, 
I am excited to have like my own race schedule this year, like specifically for the trails because I can kind of taper more. Um, I just kind of used it as like a building block. I was like, it's hard because I think on one side, all of us, like we're really competitive and you want to do really well for a trail race. But I was also like, well, you know, uh, cross country is my priority. So I'm not going to taper, or, like really do much for these races and just see how it goes. And the first race I ended up running, like it went really well. I, I think I was the first, I ended up winning that race, but like, I was kind of dumb. Like I kind of, uh, am a slave to mileage sometimes. And I got done with the race and I was like, oh man, I got to get to like 105 miles. So I did like an extra long cool down and I hit like, I think 14 or 15 K of vert that week. And I ended up like, kind of like hurting my foot or something. And I was like, oh, like I was stupid. Like I ended up like running into a, an ultra mar like marathon trail guy after the race. And he's like, oh yeah, like, let's just go like do this. And we ended up like getting another like 3k of vert after the race. And I was like, that was a dumb idea. Like I was like wrecked. And then, like, the following week, I was like, man, am I even going to be able to run this half marathon? So, like, I ended up, like, cutting back my mileage to, like, 80 or 90 the next week. But ended up surviving. Didn't end up being, like, a real big injury. But it'll be fun to kind of, like, play it smarter and kind of, like, taper more and, like, um, just do the right things and really see, like, what I can do and how much I can get after it. But it was fun to kind of balance it. And really, like, I think it just helped me more than anything for the cross-country, like, season. But I'm excited, like, uh, the rest of – everyone on the team just to see like what can we do when you kind of more specialize for a certain season so mm, that's awesome because it does because i think when it comes to like you were saying like just kind of doing so many things at once it's like a sign of like passion right it's a sign of love it's a sign yeah. of like you know wanting to do it because like we're like i want to do like as much things as i want like as possible and everything like that and i love your approach to say like how do i you know it's it's not how do I not do this? Or like, how do I like take things off my plate? It's like, how do I approach it in a way that's going to like optimize me or specialize me in like, you know, certain different areas, right? It's a different kind of approach. Cause I think when we're going through a lot of things, it can be easy to think, oh, we should cut this out or anything like that. But to have that consciousness and awareness just to say, hey, how can I make this work? Which is so cool to see that uh, kind of mindset sh shift. And I know you know, with, with your experience with this team here, I, I, I it sounds like you're going to be getting that, which is super cool. And then Mika, my friend, same, same question to you. I mean, you, you talked about your experience at Narnar too, and kind of how it played in, but tell us a little bit more, like, you know, I know Narnar is like one thing that you mentioned too, but, uh, what was, has been like your other experience on the trails, you know, also, you know, uh, racing all the other things that you're involved in as well. And kind of your background, you know, being a, a, is someone who is a, a crossover athlete in the different areas. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I, I try to, I get most of my trail running during the, the summer. I think it works really well as a way to get a really uh, strong base fitness going into my uh, collegiate racing season, which goes pretty much all the way from September to, to June. Um, and so I've just been going up to the the mountains in the, in the Sierra pretty much every summer and just training up there and mixing in tons of climbing, scrambling and other uh, adventures in, which has been super fun. Um, and then, yeah, but then during the, the, the actual racing season, I, I don't get on the trails quite as much, um, maybe like just like once or once per week, maybe, um, I do feel like when, when I'm doing like track work and like, if you have a workout where you're like, you gotta be clicking off like sub 60, 400s, uh, I do think like, hitting like, I feel like, especially downhill, like I, I feel like they take, uh, the pop a little bit out of my legs. Um, and so I think trails and, and like track work really, really well, uh, in like different seasons. I think they complement each other really well. Where like trails, um, build up like a really strong, uh, fitness base for you. And then 
you convert all of that into speed during track season and then kind of transitioning from track to trails. I mean, that's that speed, I think, is also uh, indic indicative of a lot of fitness that you can then use to like have really good footwork um, for like more technical terrain on the trails. Mm, so, so good. I love that point that you mentioned too, because I think like having that track experience and being able to do that does translate well in the trails when on first glance, it might, you know, someone's saying, oh no, like you got to practice on trails, but like, you know, sometimes you see some uh, like talented runners out there, they're out there either on the track or the road doing, you know, similar type of workouts and, and they get the benefit from there. So it's so cool to see you taking that on in there and marrying those two passions. And also, like you saying, kind of optimizing your racing for what season you're in or what your focus is right and so it's like you're kind of getting like the focus but also the ability to kind of switch on and off to different sports which is super cool uh, I, i'd love to ask you know your uh, all of your advice to maybe someone who's listening who's you know uh, an ncaa runner um who wants to pursue trails in college or post collegiately right because i know even i get like asked that question a lot on instagram and honestly i'm i didn't not someone who ran collegiately so i feel like i can't properly answer that question as well and so i would love to use this as a basis to say hey listen to this episode from these three great athletes and forward onto the trail team but before i'm giving a little teaser here before i dive into that andy i'd love to hear from you in terms of like how like what is the execution going to look like of the the trail team right like i know mentorship's a big thing being able to provide you know a group and kind of this like team feeling but tell us a little bit more about like what you have planned uh you know over the next year uh working with this team and and what those kind of mentorship and you know activities look like to really develop these athletes yeah sure um so the first thing is like we are a Bowerman team, um, if that makes sense. And <clears throat> what I mean by that is like, we're not all coming together and training like super, super hard all year. And that's like with this, like one goal. Um, and I think that's um, unrealistic actually for a lot of people because that's giving up these other pieces of your life. And um, also with, with running, like it usually doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> like you usually need to have a job. Um, like I'm married and I have a job and I have like a wife and I like have these different parts of my life that are really important to me. And so I think we, we came up with like a realistic approach of like, how can we help athletes um, become a team remotely? Mm. And so we're thinking like the athletes need to be where they are. Like, I think Anna does really well in Seattle. She has a great coach. Like that's a great situation. We don't want to change that and wreck that. But then we do want to provide basically like training opportunities where we all come together. So um, what that looks like is there's going to be mentorship and phone calls like throughout the year, um, keeping in touch, answering questions, preparing for like a big summer season. And then um, we're going to be able to come together. So, for example, we have like a month long training camp that's going to be here in Boulder, Colorado to provide um, an altitude um, opportunity and also just like a time to meet in person with mentors. So like Miko is saying, I think like like, let's go run on a trail and let's figure out like, okay, if your issue is like transitions, like where you need to transition from up to down or down to up, like, let's go practice it mm -hmm. and like have people see you do it. Cause it's a little bit, you need to see that I think in person. Um, and then also just like that com camaraderie of, of a team, like having um, a team be together is really important for us. So I think um, the mentorship is going to be, you know, phone calls, that, those kind of things, answering questions, like providing resources, making sure like athletes are supported. But then um, the really important things for us is going to be meeting up at goal races um, and, you know, share, like, let's share a ride from the airport. Let's plan our flights together. Let's go to the same accommodation so that we're all ready. Let's like 
make sure you see like, this is how a professional gets the things ready before you go to a race so that you go to the start line and you're prepared. Um, and then also having a training camp experience. So that kind of longer down the road, we can meet those bigger goals for the season, like uh, making teams and performing well at really hard uh, high level competitions. Um, and I think that's kind of it. That's the main, that's the main gist of it is um, those two pieces. That's so awesome. And I, and I like the approach of like that remote thing. Cause it kind of goes back onto, you know, your, your point when you were mentioning in the prior question, I asked you of like looking at the whole athlete, right. It's like, where are they living? Where are they at? Like what, like it's, it's not requiring people to change up completely what they're doing. It's more being like additive to the things that they're doing and to, you know, provide like things like where they're at and what their goals are. And, you know, not kind of given this like cookie cutter approach of like, this is what you do. This is what you do. It's, Hey, what's your goals? Where are you at? And how can we make that work? And I think that's just so, so cool. And I think even just from that perspective, right? Like this kind of team format is pretty revolutionary in the US, I would say, like in the industry for sure. But even just taking that approach to look at the whole athlete and kind of having this like remote team and uh, while also having in-person stuff is just super, super awesome. So that is uh, that is great. And now I know probably people are listening and be like, Joe, you brought up the question about like, you know, the NCAA suggestions and then you kind of divert it. It's like, don't don't worry, everyone. We're, we're going back into that question now. And so uh, I'd love to start with Christian this time because I know Christian, I've had you, you batting second in the rotation each time here. So we'll have you, we'll have you go up first here. But uh, tell tell me what would be you know for someone listening in who um, maybe they are an NCAA runner or maybe they're thinking about running collegiately and they want to pursue trails in college or post collegiately or or both or either or what would kind of be your best advice for that person listening because uh, as we've kind of been talking about a theme in this call it's not always you know uh, easily or I should say more commonly you know put into the thought of those kind of athletes so for you what would be your best advice for for that kind of person with those interests. Oh, totally. Um, I think it's great because there's a lot of good resources out there. The more I've kind of looked into it, um, I have a friend that I actually ran with in high school um, and kind of came in contact with him through the Cirque series. His name's Tate Pullman, and I uh, think Andy knows him actually pretty well. We ran against each other in high school quite a bit. We were in the same region, but he works for, uh, I believe, a company called ATR. It's like the America Trail Running Association or something like that. And they actually have a really cool website where you can kind of look up trail races and the trail. They give you a lot of great information on it. Um, and I think that'd be one of my recommendations is like those that are interested in that, especially in that off-season period where you're transitioning from track to getting ready for cross country. If you look at ATRA.com or something like that, um, they have all this information on like what races are kind of a little more prestige, whether there's prize money, what the race entry fee is. And you can kind of find those more uh, prestigious races if you want to really see like what you can do in a, a more competitive trail setting. And honestly, I think like what originally kind of got me going was <laughs> I always thought uh, Strava was like the dumbest thing. I, all my uh, college teammates were like, oh, yeah, like get Strava. I'm like, no, dude, this is ridiculous. Like, come on. And finally, I like caved, I think, like a year into college. And then like, I was like, oh, man, I can't tell all my teammates, they're gonna like haze me for this. But <laughs> I ended up like using it. Um, and probably to some good and to some bad, I think I really got into it, like, right around COVID. And I probably ran more hard days than I should have a week, because I'd be like, oh, like, man, I haven't ran this trail. Let's go hammer that see if I can't get the segment. And then I'd be like, oh, man, like, I'm only in this place for like a week. I got to go get like a couple more segments. Like I'd go back to back days 
and probably like I got injured quite a bit like my first year year and a half of college and I think it was a little bit of a transition just like getting used to the higher mileage and just training in general but like I think also using like Strava or like what any kind of those uh like FKT sites or something where you can kind of see where segments are can always be like a great indicator like if you do excuse me have like a possibility on the trails like it can kind of be like oh like wow I I put up this good effort and actually competes pretty well to some other really great trail runners. So I think just like, I mean, obviously, and what Andy's putting together and Grace and these other mentors with the trail team, like there's going to be, I think a, an increase of like supplements and just like possibilities and just information to help you like really kind of feed into that trail um, side of things. Yeah, no. And I appreciate you sharing that, Christian. I think like even in the beginning when you mentioned like there's so many good resources out there, right? And it's, but maybe not always like well-known or everything like that. And I love that you provided like the ATR as a resource to kind of go out there and, you know, find some information on there and everything like that. And sometimes even I bet just someone hearing that right now is like, I didn't even know that existed. But, you know, you going out and sharing that and seeing the different resources that are out there can empower them to do so. And uh, I'm also guilty of the, you know, Strava segment uh, height and itch. <laughs> that you kind of get of like, I should be running easy today, but I really want that crown. So, uh, <laughs> but to your point, it does measure up your fitness and where you're at and everything. And uh, I think that's, it's a good gauge to, to kind of, you know, see where you're at, like when you're running hard efforts on trails and things like that. So, so great answer, my friend, uh, Anna, I'll, I'll, Oh, go ahead. I, I just wanted to jump in. Yeah. That's, um, American trail running association, ATRA, ATRA. Oh yeah. And, um, their website's trailrunner.com. So it's an easy one to remember, but yeah. Christian's right. They have a bunch of great race resource. I love it. Trailrunner.com. What a domain. That's that's a it's a great website, but I'll be putting that in the uh, show notes too. So if you wanted to check that out, definitely check it out in the show notes. I'll be putting trailrunner.com. Obviously easy to remember as Andy said too, um, as as he mentioned too, but I'll put that in there as well. Um, Anna, same question to you, you know, for the listener who, you know, uh, for NCAA runners that want to pursue trails in, in college or post-collegiately, what would be your advice to them? Yeah. Um, I have a couple ideas. Number one, whatever you can do to like scratch the idea in your head that you're going rogue when you're trail running is a great thing. Um, like I feel like I let all the pressures in the outside world convince me that like I was doing something wrong and, um, or that like, I don't know, I was doing something a little bit different or I had a really weird approach to my training or whatever. Um, and I like just have gotten to a point now where I'm like, I don't know, it's working for me. So I don't really care what you think. And, um, I've got my coach on my side of this, which is awesome. I think like, that's another great thing is like to develop the relationship with your coach where you're not doing something wrong and you're not going against, um, what they would advise you to do, but they're actually trying to like help you achieve your trail goals, um, and like allow you to go trail running. If that's like something that's important to you. Um, I think that's a really big priority, Um, and then also just like, if this is something that you're interested in doing, if you want to trail run, just like hitting people up who do it and, um, talking to people, I think was really helpful for me. Like I just reached out to a couple of people in Jackson who I was like, Hey, it'd be really sick to go for a run with you. Like, I want to get to know you better, ask you some questions or like at a race, just like literally walk up to somebody who you idolize and just ask them questions. Because, um, I think the trail running community, it's like, obviously the trail team is a great example of this, but like everyone in the U S who has been really successful at trails is really excited to like build up this world for us. And, um, all you really have to do is like ask and like show that you're interested and people are really willing to help you. That's awesome. Yeah. And and I love that you highlighted that part of just like going out and asking, cause even with like some big names in the sport, it can seem like it's like, Oh, like, 
they're this like you know uh, super elite runner like i don't know if like i can ask but like to your point i mean like you have some of the best names even just helping out with the trail team on there and even i've seen you know at multiple different events and races like you know people and even personally as well you go up to you know an athlete and ask them a question they're always willing to chat and and just reaching out can like be such like a big thing as well and so i thought that point was great and to your earlier point of just you know doing things even though there is kind of like maybe some outside pressure or some people telling you what you should or what you shouldn't do and still kind of doing it anyways while also you know aligning with the coach that's able to to work with those things while you're not kind of hindering progress along the way i think that's just an awesome approach um especially for someone, I think, uh, you know, at the collegiate level for sure. Cause that's, I think a time when we can get so many different inputs in, um, and we got to be able to, to kind of decipher what do we want? What do, what do, what's the thing that we really want to optimize? So great answer on there. And then Mika, you know, this, uh, this question's coming to you. Same, same exact one of my friend for, for someone who wants to race trails, uh, collegiately or post collegiately, what would be your best advice to them? Yeah, I think Anna and, and Christian had had great points. I think definitely, I mean, what I what I've kind of been doing and talked about a little bit earlier, I think hitting in the in the trails in the off season is is fantastic. And even like just during the the track and, and cross country season, I think on easy days, going on trails, having a good time is a is a great way to get into it. I think sometimes road and, and track runners are kind of criticized or steer clear of of trails because they feel like the paces are like really slow and they feel like maybe they're not getting like the effort in that they, they want. But I, I mean, like it's an easy day, like who cares? Like all you need to do is recover and like go off of, go off a of field. That's probably what's going to be best for your training anyway. Um, and especially if you enjoy it and you have fun, I think that's huge for like long-term progress and, and growth. Um, and I would also say like kind of piggybacking on, on Christian's point, I think FKTs are a really fun way to get into it too. I've, done a, my fair share of, of FKTs during the summer, especially in the Sierra. Um, I think it's just a really cool site overall. I mean, when I first discovered them, I honestly just kind of used it as a guidebook to figure out like really cool, like trail and running and even like climbing routes um, for whatever area I, I was in, like regardless of whether or not you're you're going for it, that, like the routes on there are just so cool. Um, you should definitely just go out and run them. <laughs> um, and then if you want to like go for it, then I think that's also a great way to figure out like what you're good at and what you enjoy, like whether maybe it's like, like smoother, maybe less verdy trails, but you're still like out in, in nature, or maybe you like like really technical terrain, um, or even like stuff that involves like scrambling and a little bit of climbing. Um, so there's like just plenty of options to like experiment and uh, just get into it. So good. And I love that word you use experiments, like especially being at like a young age where like you can like literally you have so many like options about and like finding out what you like and what you don't like and how to fit it into training and different things and just looking up different routes and testing it out. Like I think like you nailed it on the head with like the experimentation phase and just finding out, you know, all the different adventures that are abound to. And I think, you know, this whole thing too, in, in your advice and everybody else's advice here of just like being able to go out and experiment on the trails. And like you said, like, running maybe them on your easy days and fitting them where it is and seeing that it can work, right? Just like kind of that ability to say, hey, you can make this work um, can unlock so many different things. I can see for a young athlete who's looking to to do both or maybe, you know, put a, uh, a priority on trails or stuff. So, so Mika, awesome answer on there. And then Andy, I'll, ask, I'll actually ask the same question to you. Obviously, you'll be 
you know, leading these athletes, working with them. Uh, and so for you, I guess, what would be your best advice? Same, same question to you for that type of NCAA runner who's, who's looking to, you know, run trails either, uh, collegiate during their collegiate run or post collegiately. Yeah. I think the first thing is like, make sure it's okay with your coach. Cause I you think go. that's important. <laughs> you know, that's like a really important, um, relationship. And so, um, you know, just talking to them first. And then if they are fine with it, like it depends where you are and where you're from. Right. But if you, if you grew up in Jackson, like, <laughs> please like go explore the trails in Jackson, like Anna was saying, or like, um, I, I went to university of Colorado. And so every summer when, um, I was just getting base mileage in, like a lot of these athletes are saying, I, you know, I'd go run up 14ers and I'd go, um, just run on trails. And I think that really helped me build a base for the cross country season and, um, and succeed in cross country. So, um, yeah, I think it's a great thing to try, especially if your coach is good with it. And probably during the, the summer when you have, uh, the trails are, you know, in the, at their best maybe, and also a good time just to build base, which is trails are perfect for that. Hundred mm-hmm, percent. I love that of like like seeing where you're at and like usually there's there's some decent trails like all over the place and like you know you might not even be aware of it because maybe you know you're so involved with like the the road running or the track and like sometimes if you just open up Strava like kind of like uh you know uh, Christian Amico was saying before you see these routes and these segments and you're like oh I didn't even know this existed and it's like ten minutes from my house or something like that like even just like seeing like how convenient it can be um i think it's just a cool thing and just getting out there and getting after it which is super super awesome so uh we're coming to the tail end of the podcast here and i i always ask uh you know all the athletes uh same question that i have on the podcast so i'd love to hear from everybody here on that one answer but um i'd love to hear two different things the first thing uh andy for you with the trail team i guess like what's next like what can people kind of like who are following along the journey where can they do so and and you know what's kind of like the best way that people can stay a pulse on and what they can expect maybe from like a media storytelling perspective like anything like that uh would love to hear kind of like the the future to drop a teaser for anyone who's like i want to see more of this squad for sure oh man we have so much so yeah the, the quick first answers are we are uh trail-team.com um so that one's kind of easy hopefully and then uh, on instagram we're the underscore trail underscore team um, so find us on those two to follow along on the story and we'll be sharing all our media on that and sharing this podcast on those, uh, those channels. So that's a good place to start. Um, and where are we going? Oh my gosh, this is just so exciting. Like there's so many things to talk about, but, um, just keep following along. Cause we're going to, I think we have a lot of growth within the trails within the sport. And so, yeah, this year it's, um, you know, six sub ultra, um, trail runners but it's going to be a lot more coming up in the next year so i won't say anything but follow along and there's it's going to be exciting I love it. Keeping us on our toes. And I'm, I'm excited to follow along as well. I've been excited even before you announced the team and everything like that. So it's uh, it's going to be awesome. And anyone who wants to follow along, I'll put that website and the uh, Instagram handle in the show notes so you can follow along as well. Um, but I also love to hear from our athletes too, before I ask that last question, where, you know, where can uh, our listeners best follow along with you, right? Like we want to be able to, you know, make sure that, you know, you're, you're getting your story, your name out there, like uh, Andy was saying before. So for our listeners who want to follow along, where can they best do so? And uh, Mika, we'll start with you, my friend. Where can our listeners best follow along with your journey and, and what you're up to? Yes, yeah, so my two social media platforms are Instagram and, and Strava. Uh, so my Instagram handle is mountain underscore man underscore Meek, spelled M-E-I-K. Um, and Strava, you can just look up my, my name and it should pop up. I have a pretty unique name, so probably not too many. <laughs> it's... 
<laughs> I love it. And I love the triple M on your Instagram handle. Like that is just a perfect alliteration, my friend. So awesome. And, and for everyone listening to, as we go through this, I'll put all the, the, um, links to all their socials in the, in the show notes as well. But Christian, where can they best follow along with you? Yeah, probably Strava on Instagram as well. My handle should be the same on both. I'm just CK1 the runner. Um, CK is just like a nickname, my first and middle initial, but then one and the runner. And it's all, it's not the number one, it's like O N E. So a lot of people end up typing the number and it's like, oh, sorry, you gotta, you gotta type out the whole word. But yeah, so CK1 the runner on both of those. Um, yeah, and that's it. Absolutely, man. And yeah, you would have, if you told me that I, I would have been typing in that one and been like, where the heck's Christian? <laughs> so I appreciate, appreciate the clarity on that for sure. I ought to just change it. Everyone does it. I, I just probably ought to change it, you know? Exactly. It's like, what, what changed the number? It's like, I was on this podcast and you know, the host uh, <laughs> typed in the wrong thing. So <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. And then Anna, oh, where can our listeners best find you on the interwebs? Well, I'll keep it simple. I'm Strava on Instagram also. Um, and my Instagram is my name, except like you have like a sticky finger at the end of my first name and my last name. There's like an extra letter. <laughs> so it's A-N-N-A-A-G-I-B-S-O-N-N. I love it. I love the sticky finger reference. That is awesome. So uh, for anyone listening here, uh, I'll put everything in the show notes here as well, including the trail uh, trail team uh, social handles as well. So you can uh, follow along the journey on there. And, uh, you know, I'm so excited to see, you know, uh, everyone here, like all of the amazing things to come out of your career, to come out of the trail team in the future and everything like that. And I know we you've all shared like your story, some great advice on here too. Um, but I would love to hear from all of you. Um, in terms of, you know, this show is called Everyday Ultra. A lot of people listen in on how to be better endurance athletes, whether they're in the NCAA, maybe whether they're trying to balance roads and trails. And so my question that I ask every guest on the show, and Andy, this is this also includes you too, my friend, I'm not letting you off the hook here. Um, and that is what can our listeners do every single day to be better runners out there? Or Anna, I'll go with you first. Um, what can our listeners do every day to be a better runner? Um, I mean, I think I said this a little bit earlier, but I think just be happy. Um, like the best way to be good at a sport is just, um, to be satisfied with other parts of your life, like just enjoying where you're living, um, surrounded by people that you love, um, and just, yeah, doing what, doing what you love to do. I love that. And it's like such a, an awesome answer because a lot of us are looking for, you know, the workout or the the training schedule or whatever those things, but really in the end of the day, like being happy, like that is just such a powerful thing to lean on. So Anna, I appreciate that. Christian, my friend, what about you? What can our listeners do every day to be a better runner? I think Anna hit it the nail on the head a little bit, to be honest. I think just find like what makes you passionate about it. Cause um, honestly, I've like struggled a little bit more with track when it comes to, uh, NCA stuff. It's not as big of my passion. I'm more of a cross country, uh, trail kind of guy, but I think if you just find something that you really love, it's gonna, you're going to put more into it. You're going to be more dedicated. You're just going to give more energy and time to it. And really that's what it comes down to. Like if you're passionate about something, you're willing to do the small things that are going to make you great. I love it. Love it. Passion is a thing to lean on. Even like you said, like sometimes it can be, they can be tough. It can be, you know, competitive. Like there can be a lot of things going on, but the passion can like really help you to, to lean into why you got into it in the first place. And so I'd love that answer. Christian, thank you so much for that. My friend Mika would love to hear from you. What can our listeners do every day to be better runners? 
That's a, that's a great question. I feel like every athlete like struggles with this, like on a daily basis to try to maximize their, their potential. I think, yeah, Anna and, and Christian, uh, like really hit it. I think passion and, and being happy are like probably the two most important things for like long-term growth and staying engaged with the sport. Um, I think one thing I would, I would add I, that I found for me personally is just being very intentional with mm-hmm. everything you do in regards to training. I think there's a, a difference between like going through the motions um, and doing so in a way that's like very purposeful and attentive to the goal um, of each specific uh, aspect of, of training. Um, and I think that really plays into your confidence mentally, uh, your commitment to it. And um, ultimately I think your body's physical adaptation to it. And so I think, in terms of getting the most out of uh, whatever training regimen you're following, I think being very intentional is super important. So good. So good. I love that answer so much. It's like, because like when you're intentional, it doesn't always feel random. It doesn't always feel like you're just kind of doing things for the sake of doing things. Like you're doing it out of like the love and everything like that. And at the same time, also optimizing for maybe like the goal you want to reach or the race you want to target or the skills you want to achieve. I love that answer. And it's a man, that's just a, a powerful one for sure. Is just being intentional. All right, Andy, bringing us home here in terms of your advice too. Um, so what can our listeners do every day? to be a better runner? Yeah, sure. That's something that's been on my mind a lot recently um, that I've believed in for years is keep your hard days hard and your easy days easy. Um, And I think that's a big mistake that a lot of runners make because they want to just like kind of go mediumly hard every day, Um, especially if you're like a really competitive person. But, um, you know, like do your double runs and your lift day and your cross training day all in one day. And then the next day, take it easy. Like just only do an easy run or only do an easy bike ride or something that, um, that's like that. And I think that really helps the recovery process. And so you get all the hard work and that's going to cause adaptations for your body. And then you can let it all sink in on the easy days. So hard days, hard, easy days, easy. I love that. It's such great advice. And it's, it's it, like, to your point, like even coming from someone who used to run like medium hard every day, like I could totally see the benefits of just, you know, taking the easy, easy and taking the hard, hard and just getting that good optimal training benefits. And uh, what's super cool here is like, you know, you all shared some amazing insights. First of all, I'm just so uh, just uh, amazingly just uh, impressed of, you know, how wise you all are and like how, uh, you know, just uh, awesome insights that you have in the world of running. And it's going to be amazing to see you all grow over the next year two of what you're going to learn from the trail team too. And I'm sure everybody uh, listening is going to be following along as well. So uh, super stoked for you all. Uh, Really big congrats again for making it on the trail team to you three here. And then also to the three other athletes who aren't on here, but maybe listening to the podcast as well. And uh, also thank you so much for for being on the show here. I'm so stoked to see all of your careers, to see this trail team really take off. And uh, yeah, super, super, um, you know, pumped to see what's next for all of y'all. So thank you all so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Everyday Ultra Podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to do so. And if you absolutely love the show and want to support us in any ways, there's a few ways that you can do so. The first way is writing us a review on the platform of your choice. Reviews really, really matter and they help us to spread the word a lot more. So if you have the time to do so, would love that as well. Number two, you can join our Patreon community. Patreon helps us to support the show and helps us to grow and invest into new developments and growth. And on top of that, just for about $5 a month, 
you can get access to monthly calls with me where you can ask me anything on a monthly basis, connect with other members in the Everyday Ultra community, and ultimately get early access episodes without ads as well, which is super, super cool, all for about $5 a month. So that's a great way to support us. And then number three is taking care of our sponsors on here. So as you heard in the beginning of the podcast, uh, we had some sponsors in here. And if you want to invest into their product and uh, go try them out, they're all products that I've tried either in my training and I live by. I don't take any sponsorships from anybody I don't incorporate in my training. So uh, feel free to take advantage of their product and tell them that Joe sent you from Everyday Ultra. Those are three ways to support the podcast, but no matter which way that you choose or if you don't choose a way at all, just know that I really appreciate you for listening in. I know there's tons of podcasts out there and the fact that you're listening to us, that really, really means a lot. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening. And remember, become a better endurance athlete every day. And we'll see you real soon. Take care.